Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the FPL Dons podcast. Today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Unfortunately, Young was unavailable, but I have my friend here, Leonard, who kindly accepted to join me and, you know, discuss the upcoming game week. Leonard, what up? What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be here for the first time, you know, hopefully... Hopefully, it's the first of many. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, yeah. You know, I mean, we're just starting up, but, you know, it's nice to, like, flip things around, even though it was, you know, accidental and stuff. But, yeah, uh, straight up, let's jump into things. And this week, we're going to be looking back at, you know, game week, double game week 24. But before anything goes, I, I just want to talk about my Louten shout. Because in the last episode, I said Lawton was going to be the highest goal, highest point scorer this game week. But he came close 17, which I, I, I'm I really happy with that. So, yeah. If there's any reason to keep listening, that's your reason. Lawton shot. <laughs> I said Lawton who <laughs> scored most. And he got three points within that. So, yeah. Uh, there's that. But uh, looking at game week 24, looks like Liverpool Liverpool's woes continue. Lena, what do you think about Liverpool as an FPL team? What's going on? I think, I mean, gone are the days where you could literally pick any three Liverpool players and they would pop. You know, I'm talking 2019, even last season, right? You always had one of Robertson or Trent, and then you had Salah, Manic, or even both. You know? Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, banked on Alisson last season in goal. This season, you know, it's it's very hard to diagnose. I mean, the only FPL asset worth having in that Liverpool team, you know, just not even just this 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 season. I think even um, as long as he stays at the club, he's out, right? Because even in the the darkest hours, he still manages, still manages to get returns for his loyal owners. Yeah, man, and that's that. That's my next question, actually. Like Salah, do we with how Liverpool is moving? Do we stick or twist with Salah? Like, what's the thing? Do you still because you know there's this fear with Salah? Like when you sell him, he's going to hurt you because of his ownership and stuff. But like, that's the question now. Do we stick with Salah or do we twist and you know use his money elsewhere with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne back from injury? Aguero was on the bench again for Man City. He was unused, but you know there's stuff like that. Maybe you want to spread your money. A lot of people sold Kane. And you have Kane now back, and you know maybe you don't have him, and you're looking for money. Do you go to Salah, or do you just stick with Salah and say, okay, this is this is the man that will get me points, no matter what Liverpool is going through. So for me personally, I'm going to stick. That's me personally, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why. I have two very very strong reasons, actually. Uh, the first reason is. He has been consistent, right? Apart from minor blips like in the Burnley game, 
and um, I think it was against Man United where they didn't score. He's been very, very, you know, he's been a, a, a fruitful asset to own in, in FPL. True, so true, true. Like, I hear you. You know, out of, you know, he's the one shining light in that Liverpool team. The second reason is, I look at historically, I think he's the only player in the Premier League now that has returned for 200 points. Um, I think three seasons in a row, two seasons. Yeah, and he, he's going to do it again this season, which will be four. I don't think, I don't see why he will stop him. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Just stick with Salah. That, that's it for me, you know. And then as he's, I think he's on 162 right now. So, you, you're guaranteed at least another 60, 70 points from him. You don't want to be those who sell him and then regret it later on. That's just okay. that's my primary reason for, for, for sticking with Salah. Liverpool, they can continue losing, but you know, at speed. <laughs> Salah as we to saw, get the points, yeah. As we saw against Man City, they would lose, but he would find a way to get the points. Yeah, and not, not just Man City, against Leicester as well. He scored and he lost. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so I think the this thing is stick with Salah, I guess. Uh, moving on, yeah. Uh, I mean, we have to go to our biggest L's and biggest W's. Hopefully, we, we get it right this time. What would you, who would be your biggest W for this game week 24? Who was your biggest W for me? I think, wait, do you mean my team personally or just like no, just generally in an FPL sense? Like, who do you think generally? Generally, I'd have to go for me. The player of, of last game week had to be um, Ola Aina at uh, Fulham. Oh, yeah. 20 points. No, <laughs> no one saw it coming, though. I have, that, I, have I mean, this Balaji was in my DMs, which were they showing me Aina on his bench. And I'm like, why didn't you play me? He had two games and stuff. Well, we had not spoken before then because if I saw Aina, I'll play, play him over someone that's playing one game because you always have to back the double game with guys. And I saw him, I was like, how did you get to me? Like, oh, you had me a couple of weeks ago and stuff. So, yeah, all I know is a good shout. <sighs> For me, I would stick with Wunoan. Like, because the reason he did, was not the highest point scorer this game week was because he didn't play. He's, he got 19 in one game. So, if he played and didn't do anything, played 16 minutes, well, I've gotten 21 and still being the highest point scorer. So, I still th- I think with Wunoan, I think he's on fire. I mean, it will be interesting to see how things will go forward with De Bruyne back and stuff to the team. But uh, yeah, for yeah, me, I will still yeah, I'll still stick with Gunawan as my biggest W. So that's I think three three weeks running now. Gunawan <laughs> has been my W. So yeah, that's something. Uh, what about your L? Your biggest L? What would you say? Who would you say was the biggest L? <laughs> I'm sure there's my, enough to pick from. My biggest L for me. Considering ownership, considering ownership, I'd have to go with, um, and, and and I say this not out of spite, but he was simply just a victim of, of circumstance, right? I think the biggest oh. L this game week is Ruben Diaz. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that, obviously, I get what you're saying. That's that's a good shit. That's a good thing because I had Diaz in my team as well. So, and I know how it felt when I didn't see him in the first team. Then I saw him in the team, 
and then they considered when he played. So yeah, that was because you know everyone's banking on people. Always everyone was looking at Diaz as the sharp person for Man City. Because like, oh, this guy's not going to do this. Uh, he's not me. going to get benched. Yeah, double sure. gimmick and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, my biggest L. As <laughs> I mean. There's so many, but I know one. The one I thought was this thing was Maguire, because against West Brom, everyone's looking at him to like. I mean, no, I, I mean, I know there's people that were like they didn't trust. I won't mention their names. Didn't trust him. I was one of the guys that said stick with him, and I thought that was going to be like a clean sheet bonus, probably a goal. He hit the bar, I think, last minute, but yeah. I don't know. Maguire has been my biggest L for, for but, this but thing. Remember, remember during that game there was the the bar incident where he could have gotten an assist. Victim of circumstance, like you said, Maji. Uh, yeah, so all those things happen, and yeah, but that's what it is. Now, I mean, we're done with uh, game week twenty four. It's wrapped up. Whatever you got, if you got more than 100 points kudos to you because that's where it's at if you didn't you know just hope you can reform and go towards this double game week 25 it doesn't seem like it does because Leeds and Southampton but yeah speaking of Leeds and Southampton who, who, who are your targets now going into this game week if you have not made your transfer if you have made any transfers or who do you think people should be looking at or trying to get so um, I decided to make my transfer after the European games you know just in case of injuries or whatever I, you know I was yeah. I had a I had a heart in so um, <laughs> Harry Kane, Harry Kane, not in the <laughs> yeah. I was um, I was very worried, but then luckily it was it was just uh, he was just resting. Um, I have owned Bamford and Dallas for almost probably since October, September, wow. October. I've, I've owned them. I've owned time. them for the whole season, so I have been you know they've been rotating in and out of my team. So I'm looking given. You know, Leeds are, you know, they, they, they're they an entertaining team and they score a lot of goals. They may not win a lot of matches, but they do score a lot of goals. So That's I'm looking true. to Definitely. sign either Harrison or Rafinha as my, lead, as my um, Leeds midfield asset. You know, I have a defender, I have Bamford up front. So I'm thinking Harrison they're or tripling up, yeah. I'm going to triple up just for this game week. Just for this game week. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Someone... Someone else I was looking at was Danny Ings, but I'm not exactly sure because Southampton are really are probably the only team in first form than Liverpool that I've been paying attention to. Mm. Um, I'm not really sure, but I'm definitely leaning towards tripling up on Leeds, and it's going to be my third. My third asset is going to be between um, Harrison and Rafinha. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention um, Harrison later in the show, but you already brought him in, so. That's the, I was looking at Rafinha for my team. I was trying to transfer to check out. I'm still trying to decide because there's this whole gaming 26 thing looming and I'm trying to see whether it will be announced so I know who. Because if, for me, that, like you mentioned, Danny Inks is someone, someone I'm targeting. Like, if the double game weeks fall in favor, for, I mean, go in favor for him and he plays double gaming 25 and 26, I think he will make it in my team. But no one knows. There's no official word. But besides that, uh, I think Rafinha, Aaron Cresswell is another person I've, I've thought about, but his fixtures are just not, I don't know, they don't look exciting. But he does the business. He 
crosses, he's dead. He's, he's on most of their set pieces and he gets stopped on. Uh, Danny Ings, you mentioned. Harry Kane is back. As you said, he you had he had in mouth moments when he didn't play, but I think he's rested. So that's been more of an more of a reason why people should look at him. He has fully rested and I think he's very good at London Derbies. He's playing West Ham away. So that's someone thing I'm also looking at. But I will probably make my transfers last minute, the way things are going. But yeah, those are the people I'm looking at. And yeah, that's more like, is there anyone else we should be looking at? Because I think you mentioned most of the guys that I talked about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not keen on making too many transfers this game week. Um, but just to, just to add on to what you mentioned about Harry Kane, I got him in what, last week or two weeks ago, two game weeks ago. Um, Yo, wow. So, um, and he's also one you could look at for future as well. He has some very, very decent fixtures. I mean, um, with Calvert-Lewin's uh, fitness issues and, you know, Watkins and Bamford and not many of the other strikers seem to be uh, performing as well. I think Hurricane, Hurricane definitely be one, to, one for, the, for the future or at least the next five, six game weeks, given his fixtures. Okay, that's that's something to think about. Yeah, for me, I, now you've mentioned it, I actually didn't look at his pictures. I was just buying him because he was keen. I know. So, <laughs> yeah. But now, who do you, who's moving out of your team or who do you think people should be thinking of getting rid of or his time or their time have expired? Who do you think? So, I think if you have any other Liverpool assets outside of Salah... <laughs> Yeah, it's time. It's time to go. <laughs> I think I, I I mentioned that last episode. I was like, yeah, get rid of everyone but Salah. And if so, you need money, get rid of Salah as well. Yeah. Another team that you should get rid of their players, of course, is Southampton. Before a double um, game week. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it, it, well, okay, okay, I ah. Uh, let, let me know. Let, let me know. Let go, me, I won't finish your 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 talk. I mean, my 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 um, I I I trust Leeds for this double game week a lot more than I trust Southampton. And I'm just talking, oh, definitely. If, if the only asset from Southampton I I would consider is Danny Ings, and True. they just do not create enough chances. So I think he would be you know unless you have a free transfer, he would be a, do not take a do not take a, a negative to bring him. Uh, I, you know, okay. I, I may be I may be wrong, but I I wouldn't do it personally. But I mean the the what you get from the FPL uh, community, I just, I should say, is um okay if you they're transferring in a double game week player for a hit, if they play twice, they have paid you back already by two two points, and then Ings surely should get something. So you're saying don't transfer any Ings with a points hit, but when I mean people would do back to differ. <laughs> And stuff, but I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Southampton is in in the mud, in the ruts, and nothing. It doesn't look like it's getting better. Plus, they play a very, very, very solid Chelsea right now that will probably get hold the possession. So, some maybe something might fall in Danny Ings' way and he pokes it or not. But yeah, even if you're looking at Southampton, probably is the Leeds game you'll be, you know. Timing, you'd be excited about it. Yeah, excited. But the Chelsea game, I don't think Southampton will score Chelsea the way it's going. Yeah, so Danny Ings for me, uh, 
Antonio's time is has, it was short-lived, but it's time for him to go. I, I think it's time to get rid of Antonio. His fitness issues... I mean, he came clutch in that double game week. A lot of managers were talking about him for so long, and he came, and people bought him, and he got he scored 18 points, and I think he continued returning going forward. So that was a good time. I think that honeymoon period is over for Antonio. He's back to his regular fatigued, uh, injury-prone self, and Western fixtures have make, taken a turn for the worst. So I think Antonio is someone we should look at getting rid of. Um, James Justin, I'm just going to mention him. Don't, if you have him in your team, get, him, get rid of him. He's tried to just make to fall. He's injured. He's not coming back this season. Just get rid of him. So those are my two. Those are the two people I would say. Then I've thought about this, and I think Son... Some, I want to, he's in my team currently and I want to transfer him out. But I mean, obviously, uh, I have I've thought so, about it in two, two ways. Yeah, this thing. So convince me. I'm, I'm personally, I'm on the fence with Son. I don't own him, own him anymore. I sold him a few weeks ago for um, uh, Gundogan. But um, with Son, I'm on the fence, honestly. The reason why I'm on the fence is he has very good fixtures. And Tottenham's yeah. Tottenham's points are split between he and Harry Kane. So if, you know, once you get your notification that there's been a goal, you can pretty much bet your house that it's one of those two. <laughs> and, True. I get that's a, I'm a, that's the thing. So sports going two goals might do enough, but enough for you owning Kane and Son. Yes, definitely. It, definitely. You're, you're guaranteed returns from any, any Tottenham game where, um, where you own both and Tottenham score a goal. If it's not the assist, it's the goal. So, I would say that you should hold on, given the fixtures. Given the fixtures. I would say you hold on at least for the next one or two game weeks to see, you know. They have to pass the yeah. eye test. And Son, to me, has been passing the eye test. It just hasn't translated to FPL points. But we know he can do it. So and he has done it this season. So yeah, we shouldn't down. But yeah, I think yeah, I would because right now I have bigger fish to fry in my team. So Son shouldn't be someone I'm worried about, especially with his fixtures. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention him because he was being on defense and being this. I know people, a lot of people have him, so I just wanted to bring him up. But yeah, those that's what is moving in and moving out. Uh, right now, I mean, there's nothing FPL managers love than a differential, like you know someone that no one has and just comes through with points and just gets you those green arrows that we so desire. So do you have any differential for us? You know, when differentials in FPL sense, maybe ownership less than 10% or that we should be looking at or anything, just, you know, any players that you might feel like people are probably not looking at that they should look at. Okay, shameless suggestion here. If you, for the price point, I think we should all end um, for the price point and his returns, uh, Saka at Arsenal is a good, is a good person. He scored to today again, yeah. He scored today in the Europa League. He is currently 5.3 million. So, we should all be able to afford that, you know, given that I assume a lot of us sold uh, De Bruyne when he got injured or we sold Kane or, you know, I'm sure there's there's it's, he's very affordable at five points. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's uh-huh. still he's still like a differential is eight point nine percent ownership. So yeah, that's that's more like it. And he has got ninety points. He's almost hundred points this season. Arsenal has there was like one time where Arsenal was not doing anything. 
So with all that, yeah, Saka looks like a good shout. His fixtures, however, don't look so great. Man City, less stuff than Burnley. But yeah, I mean that's where the differential is, and no one's looking at him. Maybe that's what will drive Premier. Maybe that's when and you you could have him as a rotation asset as well. He could be that budget midfielder you have, who is you know if you do, if you don't feel like playing four at the back this game week, you play three at the back. You can include him on your team. My second differential, and I'm still thinking heavily, is Veltman. At, Ooh, at, that's, at Bright. That's a, wow. I was not looking at Veltman. I was looking at someone else, but finish up and I'll talk about mine. So I chose him over Lewis Dunk and Dan Byrne. Um, <laughs> but primarily, primarily Lewis Dunk because of the price point. And he gets into midfield more. And I yeah, think I... him having more touches in the middle of the park and spraying more passes, I mean... He's more likely to get uh, bonus points as a defender for having more touches if Brighton keep a clean sheet. And I think they've kept five yeah, clean sheets kept, out of their six. Mm-hmm. I think. They kept the clean sheet in the last one, and I think he got two, yeah, he got two bonus points. So, so you're yeah, right that, on that. Feldman is a very good shot. Why I laughed when you said that was my my like differential was Dan Byrne. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I looked at Vertman as well, but I was looking at the um, minutes they had played, and it seemed like Dan Bond was more nailed on than Veltman. But they are both, uh, and Dan Bond costs 0.1 less, he's 4.2, and he's owned by 0.5%. That's major differential. But he, like you said, he doesn't have that, that attacking threat that Veltman possesses. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I would we could just say look at a Brighton defender and just call it a day for that for the defensive could, aspects. Yeah. And just get Lewis Dunk. I mean he's Yeah, Lewis Dunk is the safest. He's the goal threat, yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the one that gets that gets all the points there in defense. Um What about you? you one more for us. <laughs> Do you have any um well let me see. Uh I was talking about Brighton, Saka. Um, Phil Foden was my differential last week. Um, I captained him actually. Uh, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't um, bring in as many points as as, um, as And it as was expected. weird. Foden was weird because usually what people feared was him being rotated, but he played both games, so it was on him this time. It wasn't on Pep. But that's the game for you. Like you never know that's where the, this thing comes from. Yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so Foden 2 is a good shout. I think we spoke about him in the last episode as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, the person I'm going with right now, the one I want to talk about, he's over He's over 10%, obviously, but he's someone that has lost owners in like... His ownership has dropped. It dropped like drastically, like crazy. But I think now with everything that is going on, someone we should look at, and that is no other than Timo Werner. I think it's time to go back with him. I remember the start of the season, uh, he was nine point five, and Kane was ten point five, and like the FPL community on Twitter, according to what I was saying, was everyone was going towards Werner, and they were talking about how he was going to. But I remember saying, "Do we trust someone that has not played in the Premier League before over Kane that is?" tried and tested because of one million. 
And I think he was the highest, he was most owned forward going into the game with one. And yeah, I not only him was scary, I was like, man, he's going to hurt me because everyone, but it turned out like, I guess I was right. And he hadn't settled down. But I think he's settling now with the new manager. Chelsea's playing well. They seem happy and everything. So I think Timo Werner is someone we should look at. He's owned by 12%, 9.2. So if you're looking at shipping out Cavani, Cavalloman, it's not a far cry to, you know, getting Werner. And their fixtures look good as well. They're playing Southampton away. They're playing Man U at home, but that could be an interesting game. It could swing either way and... It goes forward. So, yeah, Venad, my second shout for for a differential. Also, Jack Harrison, you already mentioned him. So, that's someone. He's owned by 2.5%. Very cheap. And you know how Leeds go, they the attack. We also ball, like they say. He will, he will be there and he will do stuff. And, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, th- that's another differential for me. I think... That's a lot of yeah, there's a, a lot of ways to go through, and yes, they're reasonably priced this season. So yeah, do you have one more for us, or should we move on? Um, looking at looking at, uh, I act, I never actually analyzed uh Chelsea's fixtures because I just sort of given up on them. But yeah, now that you they, met, they let people down. Now that you mentioned it, I um I have to start looking at them. at is definitely, definitely, I, I second you on that given Chelsea's fixtures, and he seems to be. To have cemented his place with um with the new manager. So let's see, let's oh, see. Okay. Hopefully, you know, it comes to it comes to fruition. All right. Uh moving on. Uh this oh I mean if you have not been but we try to like give bonus points, that's what we call them. Like things I don't know, I'm putting you on the spot here because usually something you have to think about and explain. But I will give one maybe before then you can come up with something or something you always go through. Or like, you know, something that you always stand by, like no matter what is going on. Like a bonus point to FPL managers, you know, just anything. For me, uh right now I've I've given some into this thing. Right now I want to the one I want to go is always most times with bonus points are like notes to self and stuff. This week, my bonus point is avoid club bias. And I'm saying that because, you know, like, you know, we, most of us have Premier League teams that we support and we play FPL and you get to a point where it's like, you're looking at a team that you, you own players in playing against your team and you're like, oh, they won't score points. Or maybe you have a defender from the team that's playing against the team you support and like, oh, they'll definitely concede and stuff like that. So just when you get to that point, just try and look at the stats, think clearly and forget about the team you support. Because right now, I'm looking at my Man City assets and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bench somebody because they're playing Arsenal Arsenal will score. Well, I'm like, I'm looking at like, will Arsenal actually score Man City the way they're going and stuff like that. So yeah, that's one thing I'll say. Avoid club by think clearly and just, you know, try to make rational decisions when you're playing your players against the team you support. Uh, Leonard, anything? You come up with anything or no? So, so normally I would say never back the early kickoff, but unfortunately, <laughs> this being a double game week, you know, you have to. Patrick Bamford is, you know, he's both the early kickoff and the late kickoff. So in for this yeah. instance, you have to back the early kickoff and hope that Bamford, if he's your captain this game week, uh, comes through with the goods. Um, but normally, you know, normally I would never back the early kickoff. Never. You know, but the... let me let me let me say something. You know the early kickoff we usually talk about is the twelve thirty kickoff. 
and Bamford is playing on a Friday night. So that's a late kickoff, <laughs> a late early kickoff. So maybe the cost might be lifted on this one. So yeah, uh, let's let's see. So that that could be uh, maybe the FPL gods will look at it in a different way since it's falling differently. Yeah. So uh, thanks for the point. So basically. Leonard usually says never back the early kickoff, but this week he's telling us to back the early kickoff, which turns out to be a late Friday night kickoff. Leads. Okay, I mean, if you're saying that, then I, I, I probably think you're captain. You're going to captain uh, Bamford, yeah? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm backing him over, um, over Bruno this game week simply because Bruno has one fixture. I, I firmly believe that. Um, Bamford over the two fixtures will accumulate more points than Bruno in that. I I, I assume Bruno is going to finish with about 14, 15 points. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm backing Bamford to get sixteen or seventeen. So, oh wow, you're giving us numbers. That's that's bold. Hopefully, we can come and talk about how right or wrong you were sometime. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm also going to my captain picks also most likely going to be Bamford at this point because I don't like you said he's. His ceiling is higher than the rest just because he's going to play 118 minutes and the rest are going to play 90 minutes. And he can score... Just the two points from playing an extra game can make him go ahead of the other guys with single game week. So why are we not... Since we're talking about double game weeks, why are we not talking about Danny Ings as the captain option? For me, it's, it's, it's Southampton's form, right? And you're coming off HLC. He's playing against a HLC team that has... Kept, I think, two clean sheets out of the last three. So, it's not exactly a, a, a game with where you would want. The combination yeah. against the Danny Ings this game, you know, they're coming from, they're in poor form. They've conceded, I think, 15 goals in three games. Something True. ridiculous. Yeah, then yeah I mean, oh, my, you made it ridiculous with that 9-0, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're playing a Chelsea team who have sort of fixed up at the back, plus Thiago Silva mm-hmm. and um, and Chilwell are back in training that I, I saw. Um, or was okay. uh, Silva and Havertz. Thiago Silva right. and someone. I'm not sure who the other name Yeah. I mean, yeah, their team is, even without Thiago Silva, I think they'll still it'd be difficult. So basically, yeah, the thing is, Bamford can score in both games, but Danny Ings, it looks, it looks like just the one game where it looks like he's going to score. That's game, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then he's more or less a single game with player. Yeah, but since Leeds are more likely to score, someone that I would say would be a, he's a differential, obviously. We didn't, we didn't speak about him because we talked about him transferring in, who was coming in, Rafinha. I think he's about mm-hmm. less than 4% ownership. And he's playing those two games. He has, has had, had an attacking return in like four, yeah, in the last four game weeks. And I think he's someone that, he gets the extra point for a goal. He's on set pieces. He takes shots from outside the box. He tries stuff. I think he's someone that could be a very, very interesting captain pick if you're up for it. But it just, Bamford just looks like, you know, he's the one that's nailed on that will get his own penalties and stuff. But, but Rafinha is someone I would say you should think about. And if I didn't have Bamford, I probably would captain Rafinha. And I'm trying, going to try to get Rafinha into my team this week. He just looks very interesting. I like how he plays. I like, you, watch, you like watching Leeds play, but you see him play and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy just looks like he's going to score points. So that would be my, I guess, differential captain. But yeah, that's someone we should also look at. So anyone, besides Fernandez, anyone from the single game week that we could captain, do you think? 
or it's just just stick to the double game week guys and forget about anyone playing single game. Could stick to the double game week guys, but I think uh, Neil Mope at Brighton. <laughs> no, now you're just saying stuff. <laughs> I I I thought about this right. Obviously, I'm not I'm not buying him, but. In the rare event that well, we should buy him. Okay, I hear you. No, no, no. In the rare event that someone doesn't own Bruno or doesn't own Bamford or doesn't own Rafinha, that's it. That, that's the rare event. I think I think Neil Mopé against Crystal Palace would be um would be a would be a very low key difference. All right, all right. I mean, I hear you. Assuming you don't have to own the other players, um. Uh, the uh, the other person I would I would say you know this is what this is what this is my second differential. So assuming you don't own any of the, these other players, including Neil Mope, you could look at. Um, I'm sure, I love you. Don't own Neil Mope, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could look at um, Lukman at Fulham or um. Uh, What's the new striker they bought? Oh, Maja, Josh. Maja, yes, yes. That, 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 uh, he, yeah. he passes he, the he, eye he test. Yeah, he passed. The, I watched. I watched both games that he played, and yeah, he really, I really liked what he did. So maybe I'll look at him another time. Maybe when like double game week comes, I'm looking for budget guys to fill up our bench for to bench boost. But yeah, that's someone I'll look at. And he's playing Sheffield, and they want to. They, I think they want to create as much gap as possible from Sheffield and try to catch up with Newcastle. So that game will be interesting. I think Fulham will edge it and Lukman, Maja, Aina that we spoke about. The big, uh, Yeah, I think that's that's a good shout and stuff. But yeah, uh, all right, that's most of it for the FPL thing. Right now, uh, usually what me and Young do is we get to at the end where we make predictions. Well, one thing we think will happen this game week that, you know, people wouldn't necessarily think will happen something like a something you know something crazy so to speak you think that will happen that no one expects to come just one thing it could be an fpl person scoring points yeah because la- and last week was when i said lauton was going to score the highest points in the game week so yeah almost got it head on but that's there uh, no one saw that coming but yeah Okay, uh, football-wise, I think Brighton and Crystal Palace would be a very high-scoring game. I'm talking, I'm talking maybe three-plus goals, four-plus goals, you know. Um, All right. Uh, buy Mopey is basically what he's saying. Yeah, buy Mopey, buy uh, Dan Boran. No, don't buy Defenders, actually. Buy Eberichi Eze. That's what Leonard is telling us to do right now. So, yeah. You guys had to pay first. Yeah. FPL wise, FPL wise, I think um, Jamie Vardy might be the highest points earner this game. Ooh. Against one of the best defenses in Aston Villa, Magic Martinez in 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 goal. I know it's unlikely, but it's just going to feel a lot better when it happens. All right. I mean, yeah, that's what this is actually. At the end, that's um, what we do. We try to predict something that no one else will see coming, and that's something that I would, you know, I would think. Yeah. Huh. For me, I'm just going to go FPL wise, and 
I think Leeds will keep two clean sheets against Wolves Ooh. and against Southampton. Against all what everyone thinks, where Leeds just leaky, I think they'll both keep they'll keep clean sheets in both of those games. And people that have this thing, it's unlikely because you know it's Leeds and they'll just concede and they keep attacking. But yeah, that's something I feel. So that's a, you know. So I'm basically saying Leeds is not going to lose any of those two games, and. In FPL sense, I'm saying back leads defenders. So yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> that that okay. I I I like that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's that's about it. Uh, we'll come to the end. I really appreciate you coming. Join me. This one. Uh, you know. My pleasure. Yeah. So hopefully we we'll see you again. Uh, this, that was. Episode three. Three. Thank you. Heroes and zeros. Uh it's a wrap. Thank you for coming. Uh thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Good luck and wish you all the green arrows possible. Uh you know, last words. Um bye Mope. <laughs> Don't bye Mope. That's all we need to hear. And uh we'll talk about that next 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 episode. So yeah. Bye. Good night. All right. See you guys.